A reading from uh, Paul's letter to the first Christians in Corinth, chapter 1, beginning at the 10th verse. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you. My brothers and sisters, what I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptised in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptised none of you except Crispus and Gaius so that no one can say that you were baptised in my name. I did baptise also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptised anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptise but to proclaim the gospel and not with eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. For the message about Christ is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Screens are playing having fun on us. Truth changes everything. When we realize truth about something, it often changes our perspective. It changes the way we see, the way we think, the way we experience something, people, our life. We become keenly aware in ways that we had not been before. And I know personally that when I first heard the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for example, it changed everything. My whole life shifted. A light dawned in my life, in my soul, and it was all different. Life was different. I'd experienced truth, and I was changed. Does anyone here like coffee? Coffee drinkers in the room? Good. Coffee after the service, if you'd like coffee over at the coffee cart, over in Lakeview. I had grown up tasting coffee. Well, that's a bit rough to say. I'd grown up tasting what I thought was coffee, okay? What I, what I imagined coffee to be like. Uh, and I don't think my screen is going to play for me this morning. Oh, it will. This is what I thought coffee was. I, th- I thought this was coffee. Proper Australian-made, roasted in gym pie, coffee, made by a US conglomerate. <clears throat> but I was wrong. The truth was actually out there. I just didn't know it yet. By my later teens, I had finally learned that coffee was so much more than Blend 43 and Nescafe. The truth had been revealed. Whoa. The, the glories of coffee. I'm not here to preach about coffee this morning. It's okay. Not only were there other choices available to me in the coffee realm, but also there was so much breadth and scope that I could learn. There was flat whites, 
black coffee, cappuccinos, espressos, pour-overs, piccolos, filters, so many different types of coffee. Truth dawned in my soul. Truth dawned in my soul. Not quite as powerful a truth as the previous one I mentioned about Jesus, but a truth had dawned. This was a truth for our time and a truth for all time for me. But I had learned this about coffee. Some of this truth had been learned through an experience of tasting it, of trying it, of my environment. Some of it had been through the broadening of my own knowledge about coffee. And of course, I had my own preferences, what I actually liked, what I didn't like. But I was discovered that there was more, that there was truth, there was more to know. On the surface, I thought coffee was one thing, but once I went deeper, I learned so much more about it. It's a bit like the ocean, a bit like water. I think truth is a bit like the ocean, a bit like water in our faith. We can see it, know that it's wet, think it's beautiful, but not experience it. Maybe not be immersed in it, not grow in it. We can see it in the lives of others. We can see its beauty, we can see its damaging effects because truth can be damaging. You can see when it's rough like a sea and when it's calm after a storm. We can stay with this understanding of the truth or we can delve deep. I think our tendency as human beings is to stay surface level with so many things, not just the truth, but so much in our lives, we can just stay surface level because it's easy. It's very comfortable to do that to stay surface level, to just look at the nice top and not go deeper. Paul, in our Corinthians reading today, he urges brothers and sisters in Christ to be united, to have no divisions, to have the same mind and the same purpose. There's a powerful truth here. If we dig deep, if we go under the surface, if we don't just look at the surface level, it's very nice to say, oh, let's just all make up and be kind to one another and not have divisions. But there's more. And to heal, to work for healing in our lives, to have relationships healed, to have non-divisiveness in our families, in our world, in our churches, takes going deeper. And this can be very hard. This can be very hard. Paul says some hard things in the Bible. Actually, there are a lot of hard things in the Bible. And I like to refer to them as truth bombs a lot of the time. Paul likes to drop a truth bomb or two here and there. Especially in the letter of Corinthians, he does. This year, as we talk about truth, it's a tough subject. It's a very tough subject. But I believe as we go deeper, as we look deeper, it'll set us free. We will experience God in new ways, more profound ways, if we're willing to embrace it and not stay on the surface. A truth bomb sounds devastating. It can be. It can be brutal. But we need to be truthful and honest when we're discussing the truth. So what does this look like? I've talked enough about it. I've said truth a lot. What does truth look like in reality for us as Christians? Well, it will hurt. Truth hurts, but ultimately truth heals. 
I'm sure you've had an experience where this has been the case. Truth has hurt, but ultimately, the truth heals us. It enables us to grieve, to move on, to experience healing. Now, which of these teams is better? What is the truth? Oh, it's a dangerous kettle of fish, this one. Some people won't care at all. Some people will care a lot. What is the truth about the Suns or the Titans? Which of these teams is better? Well, I think it's obvious the Suns are better. No, just kidding. My preference might say that. The truth is a hard one. Which of these is better? It may have some subjectivity to it. It may be different for you. Although there are certainly things that are objective, that can be defined in regards to the truth. And in this letter to the Corinthians, Paul speaks very strongly about an objective and powerful truth. He talked about this report that had come to him from Chloe's people about quarrels among them. Quarrels about, oh, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Cephas, or even, fancy this, I belong to Christ, at the end of that long line of people that you belong to. One of Paul's powerful truth bombs in this letter is, you don't belong to a person, you belong to Jesus, you belong to God. Christ isn't divided. Christ isn't separate. It doesn't matter who baptized you guys. It's not important. What is important is that you know Jesus Christ. You know Him who is truth. God in flesh incarnate. Jesus who came to save us. The way, the truth, and the life. I'm sure when they got this letter from Paul, it probably hurt a little bit. It probably struck them. Oh, yeah, we have been arguing about that thing that's probably not so important. That idea of who baptizes probably isn't the main thing here. But ultimately, the goal of Paul was to see them heal and come back together. Because there is a deeper truth, one for us, I think, one for all time, and it's this. Divided we fall as Christians. If we separate, if we put up barriers and divisions between ourselves, regardless if it's about baptism or it's about other things, whether it's theology or politics or preference, the more barriers we put up, the more divisions that occur in our lives, the more divided we are, the easier we fall, the easier we fail. And this happens in the life of the church, not just here, but in the life of the church worldwide. There are so many divisions, so many breakdowns, and some of them are serious, and some of them need to be discussed in greater length and depth and discussion and perhaps even argument that gets a resolution. But what defines us as Christian people must be truth, must be unity, must be love. Divided we fall. Together we stand strong. This is the truth for us in our church. There are things that can divide us in this church if we let them. But there is much more that keeps us together, unifies us. And there is Jesus Christ who holds us together. 
When we're confronted with truth, it can be hard. It can hurt. But ultimately, it heals. This morning, if there's something that's dividing you from another Christian brother or sister, I want to encourage you, today is the day to be healed, be reconciled, make it right, show grace, show forgiveness, show mercy, embrace the truth that you were forgiven and that others are forgiven also. This letter is all about baptism, all about baptism. Well, this letter, sorry, this passage this morning is all about baptism. But for us today, there is so much more that we need to consider. But I like the thought again of water. We need to go deeper. Baptism is all about going deeper. It's all about going under the water, rising again to new life. Becoming alive in Christ. The old person washing away, the new person coming to life. And whether that was for you as, a, as an infant or whether it was for you as an older person, your baptism is a sign and a signal of your new life in Christ, of God doing a great work in your heart and changing you. And that is a powerful truth. That is a powerful truth. Because when you experienced that, you experienced the connection with Christ. You experienced that combining of others with yourself. You became a part, the Bible says, of the body of Christ. Christ is not divided, it is one. Christ is not divided, it is one, the one true God. Paul wasn't crucified for you, no one else was crucified for you. You weren't baptized in the name of Paul, you were baptized in the name of Christ. It's the same for the Corinthians. Whatever our differences, whatever wrongs might be done, we must find a place to work together. I'm sorry for all of the sport things I've said this morning, which is really just the one major sport thing, but I'm going to do another one. I'm sorry, it's just it's easy for me to find sport analogies for some reason. Does anyone know who this gentleman on the screen is? Firmino! If you don't, that's totally fine. Uh, this is Roberto Firmino. He is a striker for Liverpool Football Club. And despite our differences, go Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> This man very publicly got baptized this week. Confessed his faith in Jesus Christ. Now, the fact that he's well-known, famous and rich actually doesn't matter. It just has given him a platform to share a powerful truth. Jesus Christ has changed his life. He went under the water. He's risen again to new life. He's a part of the family of God. Family of God worldwide. He was baptised by the goalkeeper from his club, um, Alison Beck, who's also a Christian. And yes, it was posted all online this week and so made big Christian news, at least. This man has made a declaration, and I don't mean to hold him up as this golden example, because everyone who has confessed faith in Jesus Christ holds this example. But because of his public nature, it's been a reminder for me this week of the power in which God reaches every person. Rich, poor, weak, strong, those in grief, those in good health, those at the start of a life, those at the end of a life. The truth of the message of Jesus Christ is for all. It holds us together. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. He doesn't change. It's truth for you. And I pray this year as we explore more of the truth, a tricky subject, a very tricky subject in our theme for this year, truth for our time, truth for all time, that we would be willing to take a hold of the truth bombs that Scripture give us, wrestle with them, think through them, go deeper, not be content to stay surface level, because it's there that we find truth, it's there we find healing in our lives, and it's there we grow in our understanding and our trust in God. We need to grow in our faith. We need to grow in our faith. This is a truth for our time and a truth for all time. Amen.